Have you tried coffee over cardio yet? If not, I don't think we can be friends. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, if you haven't tried it, I don't know what you're waiting for. I have been seeing reviews blowing up all over my social media feed. Roasted to order, for females, by females, 100% Arabica coffee. Win, win, win. Not only will you find the most adorable packages of coffee when you click the link below, but they have tumblers ideal for girls on the go. Espresso Fit member-only exclusive workouts that you can do from anywhere, and a cozy clothing line ideal for a basic bee like me. With fresh roasted flavors like messy bun and birthday cake, this is a coffee lover's dream come true. Go ahead and click the link to check out Coffee Over Cardio today, and don't forget to use coupon code 10EMMADON. The Mommy Wines Podcast is a Mommy Wines Network and Emma and Carly production. Brought to you by Anchor and Coffee Over Cardio. Welcome back to another episode of Mommy Wines, Mommy Wines Podcast. <laughs> that was good. Was it? Yeah. You're adorable. I think we have our very first intro. Oh, dear God. That, every time now. Mommy Wines, Mommy Wines Podcast. Oh, <laughs> come on. Commit. We I gotta c- commit. <laughs> well, okay. if now... Only we could get our freaking outro situated because that's a what is our that's a hot mess. We literally have no idea, you guys. We're just we're just doing what we can. We're just doing what we can. But oh, I'm scared. I don't like this one, but it's okay. We have a very controversial topic for you today, and you could probably tell from the title. Here's the thing. This is what I'm concerned about. Your listeners probably, for the most part, like, listen to you season one and, like, know you, and they don't really know me. So I'm, like, kind of nervous I'm going to rock the boat a little bit. They're going to get to know you today. And they're going to be like, that fucking Carly girl, she's a hoe. Such a bitch. Like, that fucking girl from the bar, ma. (laughs) She's trash. (laughs) That's what they're going to say about me. I don't want them to say that. I don't no, I think I our listeners you. are great, and I think it's going to be really fun. And Whatever. I Maybe think, I'm just going to be real. I think you're going to be – you got to be real. I'm going to be real about and it. And I think we're going to have a lot of surprises because I have a lot of answers to some of these tag questions that I think are going to be a little bit of a shock to you. Okay. So I'm we're going to get it. to know each other. You're going to get to know us. Let's do it. But let's first get oh, into yeah. let's the talk about sip or spill wine review this week. Let's talk about the booze that's going to get us through this. Right. And that is going to be 14 Hands. Hot to Trot. Hot to Trot. It is a red. Well, it's a red blend. So Carly loves it. I love it. I love it to the max. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. Is it? Yeah, it's a cheap red wine. I want to say it's like... Ten ninety nine a bottle. That's not bad. Like real, real affordable. Too affordable. It's not in a box, so it's a little bit classier. A little bit. And I'm pretty sure it's a cork and not a screw top. So. It is a cork. So hey guys, we're talking a classy bevy. And now, you already love this. No, I do. I love so, it. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a sip and see what my initial reaction well, is. You know. I already know how you feel about it. It's not the worst red. However, I don't like red. I know you don't like it. And I would spill it. I wouldn't sip it again. I wouldn't, like, purposely go to the liquor store and pick that up. Do you know what, that when I don't love red wines, is when they're so dry that they give you, like, cotton mouth. Oh, yeah. Like, you drink it and you're like... Because it's so, it's so dry. I'm not into that. That's why I like the red blends. I just feel like, I don't know, they take like all the best things. What got me hooked on red blends is my uncle's winery in Temecula. They have a red blend called Cody's Crush and they chill it and 
I mean, if you know anything about me, I like my wine chilled. And so I was like, damn, they're chilling a red wine and they're, it's like acceptable because mm. most people are like, you can't chill a red wine. Snobs, wine snobs. <laughs> we are not wine we snobs. We are not wine snobs. We're not um, wine connoisseurs. Or what's that thing called where you have a job doing that? It's like a really a sommelier or something. Oh God, I don't uh, even know. I'm not even that imagine? fancy to even know well, they what the know, word they, is. Like you, they come around to your table at fancy steak restaurants and they're like, "What is it that you ordered? May I give a suggestion on the wine list to pair it?" And they mm. pick, they pick like certain wines for the restaurant to have on hand to go with. Like even on like the thing, it'll be like, "You're going to get this prime rib." It pairs well with the yada, 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 because the sommelier, I'm probably saying that so wrong. It's all right. But that person, like, goes around the world, picks out the best wines that's going to taste delicious with that food. And that's a job that I'd be down to have. I would be down to have that job with you. Yeah, we I think we do would that. probably be the worst sommeliers, but Sommeliers. Sommeliers! Hashtag! Sommeliers! Okay, now that we know what we really are, <laughs> sommeliers. Sommeliers. I, I literally probably made up the word sommelier anyway, but what? It's fine. I'll look it We're up gonna later. We're gonna hashtag it. Hashtag sommeliers, and that's fine. Anyway, um, that would be a dope job. That would be a dope job. Mm-mm-mm. Um, but yeah. So, in this week's episode, I'm kind of excited. I don't know. Uh, but we are going to be doing the controversial parenting tag and we are going to be answering super controversial mommy questions. Mm. Okay. So let's go ahead and jump right into So it. hold on. You just pulled up online some things and they're just going to open it, just blow it wide open with number one, pro-life or pro-choice. Yep. They're just not even going to ease into it at all. Number one. They don't go, they don't go co-sleeping first. They're just nope. like, are you pro-life or pro-choice? Uh, oh, geez. Usually I, you know, somebody takes me out to dinner before they ask me <laughs> these questions, but let's just, at least before she bought they, me, at least she bought me a drink. Me right up the ass with the hard questions. Hard question. So, oh, um, shit. for oh. this, I am, I'm pro-choice. I think there are so many circumstances, and from somebody who has been in the foster care system, mm-hmm. it's such a rough way to be brought up. And, like, I've had a parent who wasn't equipped. mentally or equipped to have a child, so I am pro-choice. I think if you are responsible enough Obviously, there's going to be people out there. Sex is a thing. People do it. They like to get it on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they do. Whether that person is on drugs or they're a teenager Mm -hmm. or whatever, um, sex is a thing. It's going to happen. And I don't think abstinence is a way to think about it. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, And if that person is responsible enough to say, hey, I can't mother a child, Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's best that they just don't bring that person into the world. Um, However, on the flip side, I could never do that myself because I am mentally, physically capable, I'm educated, I'm smart, I'm responsible with my decisions, so but that's it's not that, to say that, so, that the people that do find themselves in that situation aren't. Well, right. Um, I'm but just saying it. You're, it ca- you're more capable of being able to handle the outcome, right? Than somebody that clearly isn't capable, which is which I is fine, neither here nor there. Um, so here's what I think about that. Um, I am one million percent pro-choice. Um, in the sense that uh, there are so, there's so many caveats to this question, but it's a big one. I can't believe it's their number one. It's not my fucking business what you're going through in your life. Right. It's not my place to judge you for what you're going through in your life or how you deal with the things that you're going through in your life. It doesn't make you less of a person if you had to make a really hard decision. I 
my issue about abortion is there are people in this world living in states I don't even think of, right? Like North Carolina. When was the last time I thought about North Carolina? And there's a girl in... Probably, like, never. Right. Or, like, I I mean, there are... And I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying they're not not relevant states. I just have, I have no, no connection to them. So I don't think about them on a daily basis. It's just not something I think about. And there are millions of people living in that state. And somewhere in that state is some girl named Suzette who... Happens to be pregnant right now in a really bad situation. She's too young or she's in a horrible relationship and she can't get out of it. And she doesn't want to bring a child into this world because she knows that um, maybe the father won't allow her to put it up for adoption. And he'll get full custody of that child. And she knows what that man is capable of doing and doesn't want to subject her infant to it but she doesn't want to be hooked to him for 18 years because she's afraid and wants to protect the child best just to cut I don't whatever reason it is it's a very personal reason and it's not something that I think people do lightly right she's not it's a terrible terrible situation for her to be in if I don't even know that Suzette exists it doesn't affect your it life. It doesn't affect it's my not life. Your business. And I'm a live and let live kind of person. If it's not affecting other people, and people will say, well, it's affecting that baby. But at the end of the day, you don't know what torment that baby may go through if brought into this world, right. into a situation that that mother knows I'm I am doing something better for this baby. And look, I don't know. Maybe that's not the right way to look at it. I don't know what is, what isn't. All I know is that if that's what's right for Suzette, in North Carolina, I have no room to say that that's not what's right for her because I don't have any ability to make it better for her. I don't have any ability to make that decision easier for her. Right. So if I can't physically or financially help her be in a better place, then I have no room to affect her life in the way that a child will affect her life. It's just not up to me. It's not up to me. Live and let live. Also, when you kind of ban these things or make them taboo, first of all, it's going to make certain people want to do them more, but also they're going to find a way around the law. They're going to find a way around, you know, gun control. Criminals are going to have guns. It's always going to be that way. People are going to find a way to buy drugs, You know, drugs are illegal. How many people did I see the other night downtown Salt Lake on drugs? Oh, yeah. A terrifying amount of people. Oh, yeah. So if people make something illegal is not going to make it go away. Make abortions and the pro choice laws strict, they're going to just do it in a very unsafe way, probably in some RN's basement if they're lucky. Well, and, and it's just, it's not going to be a good outcome for anybody. I don't I know that you can sit here and say that you care so much about a living being without caring about the host of that living being. Right. And so you can't, you don't get to play both sides. If you're not physically going to be able to do something to make that a better situation for the person who has to carry and bring that child into the world, then you don't get to say. But beyond that, there's so many other things to that. Why is it that, you know, my friend Amanda, she had a pancreas and a, a, what was it, kidney and pancreas transplant. Um, she was going to die. But do you know how long she sat on that organ donation list waiting for somebody that was a match for her to die for her to get that transplant? So much. Do you think nobody died in the time? Then what? She was on there for like a year on dialysis waiting. Do you think nobody with her match died? No, it's because they weren't an organ donor. You can't even take an organ from a dead person. Right. And give it to a person that could live, right? That could be just fine. They could carry on somebody that's on their deathbed, on dialysis, is so sick, cannot even live without these organs. And somebody's dying and getting buried just because they weren't an organ donor because they have decided they don't want to be an organ donor or forgot to check the box or whatever the reason is. They aren't an organ donor and their body just gets dead and buried and you cannot 
harvest that organ off of a dead person. You are legally not allowed to touch the dead person's body because they have autonomy of their own body. They didn't say yes, you could, so you cannot even though they're dead. But, but we are protecting an unborn child. Like, you're saying, I'm forcing you to do something with your body to protect this unborn child, but I'm not willing to do that to a dead person. Right. It doesn't make sense. You can't have it both ways. You have to just say, if we're going to say autonomy of the body is a law, then allowing a woman to do with whatever she wants with her body is a law. It has to be, it has to be, or else you're messing with things with, with, you know, people who believe in, you know, if they get buried without all their organs, they're not going to be able to go to the afterlife. I mean, you get into all these different situations that it's like a can of worms and you just got to, unfortunately, if you don't agree with one way, you have to kind of I feel like there has to be like symmetry and balance and I I know a lot of people have a lot of strong opinions about pro-choice or pro-life, but you can't just take from Peter to pay Paul. Right. So, anyway, moving on. Well, I feel like that's a really tough thing because it makes me feel like that me... I think that you can... I think you can agree or disagree with a topic without being a horrible person. Oh, yeah. Right? And so where I feel like a lot of times these conversations, like I just feel like this is something that needs to be said before we go on to any more of these like controversial things, if people haven't already turned it off at this point, <laughs> is that I I don't believe that we are bad people for having these opinions. And I don't believe that the person who has a conflicting opinion is a bad person. No. And a lot of times when you talk about situations like this, it's like this, there's like a line in between us and it's like you're standing on that side and I'm standing on this side and we differ and that makes you and me different and that means that one of us has to be right and one of us has to be wrong. No, it's That's not. That's not true. That's not yeah. true. And so I think it's just being able to have like a conversation. I'm sure, I hope on one of these we probably differ and then we can have a constructive conversation about why we feel that way without it affecting how yeah. we feel about each other. It's not going to affect our friendship. It I think can. I right. think you can absolutely have really healthy conversations, intellectual debates. And if you guys want to join in on the controversial parenting tag, definitely go find our Facebook group. Um and No death threats, please. Join. Yes. It is positive <laughs> support regardless of what you think. Everybody's opinion is right and valid in their own mind. So just be respectful. Don't join the group if you want to, you know, start drama or bash or mom shame. Uh, We're all entitled to our own opinions. You know what? Because I'm looking at this list and I've even had a differing opinion on things depending on where I was at in my life. Absolutely. So it's kind of interesting to look at this and be like, you know what? I agreed with that side of it when I was this age going through this. And now that I'm this age going through this, I feel about it this way. Well, you also have a big difference between your girls. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there might be differences. I definitely have have evolved in certain ways. And I think some stuff that I probably would have been really outspoken about in the past is passe to me now or, you know, vice versa. Um, so So I will go through and copy and paste these questions into the mom group. Mm -hmm. And if you guys want to join in on this debate, go ahead and do it respectfully, please. buddy. In the comment section. I know a few of these are going to be hot. Some of them I don't really know, but yeah. So the next one is baby wearing, and I don't feel like that's controversial. Um, (laughs) I think a lot of people have issues with some of the carriers have been tested by doctors and they give like hip problems. Like some of them aren't as safe as others. Um, but I tried baby wearing and um, it just it, it, it just wasn't happening for us. I didn't try every carrier. So I had a couple carriers um, sent to me from like PR packages and stuff. But I didn't really... Um, none of them were comfortable to me, but I also have a lot of back problems. So maybe that was a thing, but I, I didn't baby wear. I just always cuddled and held him like a, I'm not even sure where the controversy is in baby wearing. I guess some people are super pro maybe. I literally do not understand how that is a thing. Like, are you a baby wearer? I mean, I, when, is she your hottest accessory? (laughs) 
<laughs> I wear my baby in a Prada carrier. No, I, I don't. I, I I had a little like a little Moby. I didn't carry either of my other. Maybe I did. Maybe I had. I think I had a, a one one kind of um, like a sling one. Because I had one of those I had like a, I don't not... even know what it was, 10 years ago when my baby was a baby 10 years ago. <laughs> um, I had like an Eddie Bauer one or something like that. And I just remember thinking, oh, I'll I'll hold her while I do housework. And then I smacked her head with the broom and thought, well, can't do that either. So I just figured, well, that was just a waste of time. But um, I had like a Moby wrap or a something oh, wrap yeah. um, with Ida. And that worked for about, you know, three minutes while she was young. I'm surprised you don't wear Ida still because she wants you to hold her. She wants me to hold her. All the time. But she hates being confined. So when I hold her, she like is happy that I pick her up. So and she then just she, wants to sit on and your And then lap. she pushes me away so that she, I'm aware that she wants nothing to do with me. She just is using you. Is using me to get a higher <laughs> vantage point. I don't know. But um, I do have this really cool thing. It was like, it's like a whole thing, but then it, unzips and there's like an actual like little foam like sitting area and you like put it around your waist or whatever and then they can like sit on it so you're not having to like hold them you just hold their back right to keep them on but it's like instead of popping your hip out it's like an extra hip and then they sit on it and then it you like keep them from falling off with like your hand, so it's not like a. Some of these that helps. Baby gear items are Listen, out of control. That one actually was like really helpful for me with Ida, and it still kind of is. But as far as like the the wrap bit, she hates being confined, so that didn't work. But yeah. I really don't see the controversy in it, and maybe I'm just missing something. But baby wearing, who cares? Who cares? Wear yeah. your kid or don't. Like, what does your kid want? The next one, I don't think you're gonna have any. I have zero input on none uh but it is circumcision now obviously carly has all three girls Mm -hmm. so i'm the only one with a boy now this might sound awful and i know that there's a lot of moms who have really strong opinions on this topic Mm -hmm. but i had milo's my first son so i had so many other things to worry about on top of a very complicated pregnancy in a very difficult, like, relationship situation, time in my life, life. this is just not one of those things that, like, it's so one of those things that so many people have so many different opinions, but there's not a lot of, like, medical, hardcore facts regarding. So it was just a bunch of opinions from one side and a bunch of opinions from the other, So I told Milo's dad when he decided later on in my pregnancy that he wanted to be involved. um, He's a man that he can just take that off of my plate and he can just make that decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because personally, I don't have a penis. So I don't know really what the difference is. You're not going to make a decision about somebody else's body? No. Hmm. I did not feel comfortable doing that. So I let his dad do that. And his dad was... Go ahead and Give the slice that shit slice up. Slice and dice it, man. <laughs> slice and dice that baby's dick. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so I let his dad make that decision, um, and he, I guess, was pro, apparently. Hey, man. Um, one, I have zero. I d- one thing off my plate, it was great. Um... Who cares? That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel. I really, I, even if it was a boy, I don't know. I'd probably do the same. I, I've never thought that I'd have to make a decision like that. So I, I guess I would just ask my husband or whatever. I right. guess if I was a single mom, I'd be like, what, what do I think is going to be the easiest for him? In, in America, probably circumcision. In Europe, probably not. Um, they did it right in the hospital. He didn't cry. Um, he was fine. And I put, um, like, coconut oil. I just want to know why other women have an issue with somebody else doing that. Like, I don't know. Who ca- Like, there's a lot of people who have a lot of opinions. Like, am I going to be mad that you got your kids circumcised? Like, I'm going to be mad at you for that? If you were a different person. Maybe. I don't know. All right. The next one. Uh, a Adoption. 
Now, I don't know how this is going. Would Is it going in the way of would you adopt a child or would you give your child up for adoption? I cannot imagine it's would you adopt a child. Like, what kind of monster is going to be like, I would never love somebody else's baby. <laughs> It's a really weird thing to, I can't, if I, well, you're a monster, so uh, nobody should love you, freak. I imagine it's about, would you put your child up for adoption? Um... Is that well, controversial? I don't know. I, I I would assume that's a that's I would another say, big I would one. say I would say the controversy would be if it's I would never love someone. I could never love that baby. That, that baby. That sucks. goddamn crib midget. Who would love you? Then yeah, it's controversial. It's awful. Awful people. Oh no. my god. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna answer both sides because. <laughs> the idea of pregnancy mm-hmm. um, freaked me out. Okay. Also, um, I went through a few miscarriages and was diagnosed with PCOS. Right. So I was told that I was never going to have mm-hmm. my own child, which I was like, I-, I was okay with before I was diagnosed, but once I was diagnosed and it was confirmed and it was like mm-hmm. written in stone... Uh, obviously not stone. Because I have, I have to tell you, for whatever reason, they love saying that because I heard the same diagnosis, and I got three kids, girlfriend. <laughs> so, um, I was I was all of a sudden super upset about it. Yeah. Um. So I always thought that I would get my tubes tied as soon as I was of age mm-hmm. and adopt a child. Um. And then I got older, and I realized that adoption is really hard. I never wanted to be married. I wanted to have like a super crazy career in like New York City, and like live in a beautiful townhouse and adopt a child, or mm-hmm. like maybe get like a bundle, you know? Yeah, buy bundle one deal, Bogo, um, <laughs> Bogo baby. <laughs> but. That's what I thought my life was going to be, and now that I'm older, can you even imagine that for me? Like, I, th- that's not anywhere, I, like, that doesn't even sound appealing to me. No. I walked a half a block in downtown Salt Lake, not even New York City, Salt Lake City last night, and I was like, ugh. You're <laughs> wild. <laughs> You're so brave. There's too many people that are way too close to me. <laughs> You're brave, though. That's <laughs> scary. It, it was very terrifying. <laughs> Not even lying. But um, would I give my baby up for adoption? That was something that Milo's dad brought up. And I, I couldn't even imagine thinking about it. The only thought that crossed my mind was the impact that his dad might have on him. I was like, maybe I don't want to put him through that. And it maybe it would be easier if he mm-hmm. had two parents that really yep. loved each other and wanted a baby. Um, but I love him so much. And it was instant. Like, I, d- it, it was not, like, the day I gave birth. It was not a few months later for some people who have postpartum. It was, like, the second I found out I was pregnant, I loved him. Like, I knew it was a boy, and I loved him so much. Mm-hmm. And I, it felt different. My mindset was different. Everything was just different. And I, like, I knew he was going to be a boy. I knew he was going to be born. I knew he was going to live. I, even though I had, like, the most complicated pregnancy, I just, like, I, I loved him and I couldn't imagine. But do you think if your circumstances were different? I mean, you had bad circumstances, but do you think if they were, like, really different, like, if you had been 16 living the life that you had been living... I mean, imagine it just being, like, in the worst possible scenario where your mom was who she was and you were living, right. you know, on her couch and or you were going back into foster, the foster care system. And they were like, and you're like, I'm pregnant. And they're like, well, here are your options. Uh, I, I, I don't have any negative feelings towards people who put their child up for adoption as long as they find a family. Mm-hmm. Um, because with my experience with the foster care system, mm-hmm. it is rough going. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna just have a baby and then drop it off at like a fire station, just get an abortion. 
Well, if you're going to love the baby enough to take the time and the energy and ask the questions to find a good, loving family, Mm -hmm. then if that's the best situation for you, then do what you got to do. What you think is best for your baby. Because regardless, if you give your child up or you keep your child and you raise him or her, being a mother is doing what's best for your baby, not what's best or easiest for you. Right. And I think if somebody can go through the adoption process in, like, a very responsible way, loving way, caring way, motherly way, then I think if that's what's best for you, then do it. Because there are tons of people who are looking for a baby and can't have one Mm -hmm. because I went through infertility clinics and spoke with OBGYNs and there's you know I'm not the only person in the entire world or country that's been diagnosed with this right you know right so it's apparently becoming a more popular more common diagnosis Mm -hmm. which and I, I don't know why it's advancing I don't know if technology or diet or lifestyle or whatever yeah. has a play into it but there's people who want babies yep I uh you know I I think adoption is um well if you are not in a situation where you can care for your child put your child up for adoption first thing because if you're not willing to change your lifestyle, right, or if you're not able to change your lifestyle, eventually your child is going to end up in the foster care system. Right. Because that is the only other option. It is adoption or foster care. Foster care is for babies whose mothers are not willing to give them up entirely. Right. Who are selfish enough to say, no, 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 I'll get it together soon enough. <laughs> And then they don't because they're not capable. Right. If your mom had just put you in the adoption system to, at the first point. Right. You would have missed all of the foster care system. That is where the people don't do. Because you get paid to be a foster parent. You pay to be an adoptive parent. People are paying $20,000, For babies. To adopt a baby. Nobody wants a teenager. Nobody wants a teenager. Nobody wants a kid. Nobody wants a teenager. That can't can't be selfless enough to give your baby up so your baby has a chance. You are going to raise a child in a system that is broken. And you're doing that because you want to benefit yourself. Because you are too selfish to say, you know, your options are adoption or abortion at that point. If you want to do what's, I guess. I want to say what's best for your baby, and that's going to sound so terrible to a person who's pro-life. Right. But for somebody who's been through the foster care system. It is. Honestly, like, if there are so many negative things. If I were to go back and, like, take a really hard look at my life, my mom maybe should have been pro-choice. Right. You know? Like, I obviously wouldn't be here, but I'm also an anomaly well, of yeah. what people look like when they've been raised in my kind of atmosphere. 100%. I, you know, I'm not the normal statistic. Right. And. You were also in Ohio. Right. Which is not, you know, I mean, you're not talking about. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not. Brooklyn. Like, inner city. Yeah. It's not, you know, like low-income government housing. Right. It's, there was a lot of different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. But. God, these are tough topics. They are super tough. Baby piercing. I'm assuming that's piercing like a baby girl's ears. Yeah. Um, I don't have a baby girl. However, it, it, I just watched a video, um, Cole and Sav, they're a family vlogging YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, and they pierced their baby girl's ears and she didn't even flinch. So if it is, I remember getting my ears pierced and my mom made me wait until I was double digits. So Mm -hmm. I was 10 years old when I got my ears pierced and they got so infected and so embedded that I had to go to a tattoo shop to get them like cut out Mm. 
because the skin had grown over. Oh, no. Now, if I would have just gotten them pierced, and also I cried like a little pussy-ass bitch. Well. And. Well, you know, not surprised. You know, yeah. Well, I'm a giant freaking baby. I have no pain tolerance. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You're not even kidding, it's the truth. Um, (laughs) and. I didn't say it. Uh, but I was also scared. I flinched. They weren't even. So I think if it's, if it's easier, and, like, if babies react like that, if, like, they don't have the pain tolerance and, like, the nerves that, like, bigger kids do, I'm sure their nerves are different, you know, when they're babies, um, I think it might be easier to care for it when they're a baby, so you can just do it until they're healed, um, but I also don't have girls, so I really don't care. But I think it's one of those things, like, do you, boo. So, there are children dying of hunger all across the U.S. Why the fuck does anyone care? About baby ear piercing? Or baby wearing? Who gives a shit? Right. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I really just simply don't. I'm like, it's not... Most of this stuff is not affecting my everyday-to-day life. Again, I don't know if Susan wears her baby or not. Right. It doesn't affect me. I Adoption has not affected me um, personally, so I don't feel like I really get to say if it's, you know, a thing or not. I think, I think, I think adoption's fine. I think it's, like, I think if you should, you should, if you're not in that place, do it. I, I don't, again, it's not, I don't even know the people that are doing it. I don't, I don't know enough about people's pain with it, associated right. with it, but then we don't get this magic mirror that tells us what happens on the other, you know, on the other side of it, right? Like, we don't get to know what your life would have been like if your mom had put you up for adoption right? to begin with. You we know, don't know that. I think of that all the time. And I wish we did do that. Like, I wish we did have this magic you mirror were able of, to like, see it. a what-if mirror. Yeah. Like a Well, wh- that would be a terrible... Re- I would be so sucked in. I think that would be my addiction. Well, that would be an awful thing, to be able to see what your life could have been. I mean, it's... It, right. And the thing is, is that our lives go certain ways, and it makes us who we are. And if you grow and you adapt to it, then... And you can find peace with where you're at in your life in any situation because life is going to throw you curveballs, whether it's when you're a child, you know, an adolescent, an adult, old age. You're going to have issues in your life that the world throws at you and you have to come to terms with that. And I don't, I mean, I just pierce your baby's ears or don't. I don't, I've never pierced my baby's ears because I don't have my own ears pierced because I think that jewelry's gross. I don't wear it. <laughs> I don't wear rings. I don't wear necklaces. I don't what? have my ears pierced. I can't stand metal. I could not have. I just my one daughter wanted her ears pierced. My ten year old doesn't care. She's like me. She doesn't want it. She doesn't care about it. You tattoo your lips and your eyeballs. I just cannot your... do metal. I hate metal in all Real? forms. That's it just so grosses crazy. me out so much. I can handle aluminum, but metal is the grossest thing to me. And I don't like it, and so I don't wear jewelry, and I get grossed out by it, and I think that it, like, it grows, ugh. Like, you wear a necklace, and then you sweat, and then the sweat gets into the little chain, and then it's, like, all, like, your skin sheds, and it gets stuck in the thing. I just, See, I knew we were going to learn things about each other. It grosses me out. Like, I just don't do it, and if it smells weird, oh, you better believe it. Coins are the grossest thing on the planet. But... Again, crazy. If you want to pierce your kid's ear, like I, whatever, man, it's your, it's your choice. Like it, I have zero, I have no opinion on that. Like do whatever you want. Same with the next one, breast milk versus formula. Do whatever works. <laughs> I okay. So with this one, I took the parenting classes at the hospital. Mm-hmm. First kid, probably my only kid. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was doing it alone and 1,800 miles away mm-hmm. from my friends and my family. So I decided I was going to sign up for the free uh, parenting classes. There were, like, birthing classes and parenting classes. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way from, like, pregnancy to the toddlerhood. By the way, um, that's a 
free resource for me, probably a free resource other places. So Mm -hmm. if you're in the situation where you're pregnant now, uh, go ahead and look at your local hospitals. Um, You could also request a tour of the labor and delivery. So they'll kind of walk you through if you change, Mm -hmm. if you like uh, are looking to do a hospital birth. But I was so like grossed out by the idea of breastfeeding. Oh. Like, grossed out. Why? I just, like, I thought it was going to be so weird. And this is so weird. This boy's sucking on my boob. I've never had that happen before. But the thing is, like, I had had that happen before. Girl, so I, like, I know you have. <laughs> so I was, like, it's so weird to go from, That it's like, not a, sexual. That it's all of a sudden, like, A sexy thing to, like, a mom thing. Yeah. So I was, like... It's so crazy because, like, I wanted to, like, schedule a C-section. I wanted them to, like, put Uh, me to sleep. You're so wrong. I wanted to, like, (laughs) not breastfeed my baby. I was just, like, being such an asshole. Well, I'm in the hospital. And I'm all, like, on drugs because I took the drugs. I don't know. Take the drugs. I don't know. Is that a thing? Is Is taking the drugs on here? No. Take the fucking drugs. Who cares? So I took the drugs. And, because I had the worst back labor. It was the worst pain of my life. I felt like he was breaking my back. Mm, Sounds nice. And, um, so I ended up having, like, complications in an emergency C-section. So when they brought him into the room that I was in, they, like, kind of woke me up, and they just put him on my boob instantly. There you go. And I think, like, I don't remember. Like, I was... Like, because they gave me some crazy Taking drugs. Taking the drugs, man. After. And then um, that moment, I was, like, loopy, but I remember looking down at him, and I loved him so much, and he latched on pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I just couldn't imagine doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he wanted, like, the nurse and, like, the lactation consultant, you know, the people that come into mm-hmm. your room after you have a baby in a hospital... Uh, they kind of go over things with you, and, you know, especially if it's your first kid, they kind of, like, ease you into it, help you out. Um, but eight months later, also, keep in mind, I pumped, like, a fucking dairy cow. Yeah, it's the worst. I was a dairy cow. It is the most uncomfortable. That or you have to wear your baby 24-7. And painful thing. It was so awful. Um, yeah. So, I pumped, and I stored up a bunch of milk, and at... At about eight months, my supply just naturally dried up, despite the fact that I was eating, like, cookies and yogurt and eating oatmeal every single day. I was doing all of the things that I could do. It just went away. And I felt like a piece of shit because I started supplementing. Like, I would do, like, a couple bottles of formula, a couple bottles of breast milk from, like, the freezer stash. And I would cry every single time that I gave him formula. And then it got easier and easier and easier, and then I fell in love with formula because formula didn't hurt. Formula didn't make me super hungry all the time. Creature of convenience. Convenient. Like, I could go, I could take him places. Mm -hmm. I could just pack the powder thingy up, Mm -hmm. take him places. If he got hungry, just shake it up real quick and stick it in his mouth. Like, I didn't have to, like, get naked. I didn't have to worry about awkward moo covers I didn't have to worry about like leaking I leaked so bad yeah I also it was painful to be like engorged so that fucking sucked Mm -hmm. breastfeeding is hard it's It's literally hard physically hard it's mentally hard it's exhausting Mm -hmm. time consuming time consuming time consuming it ruins your life it's like very time consuming but I don't think, obviously, I love my baby, and I, if people are going to say it's best for him, then it's best for him. But you know what was best for us was, you know, like, I'm not going to kick myself in the ass anymore just Do because... Do you know what's best for your baby? I only... Is literally not starving your kid. Right. Feed him I, whatever you got to feed him. My kid right now, he's two, and he eats um, Swedish fish and macaroni and cheese and dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets dude 
literally don't all like, he eats in ramen just, noodles. Like, just feed your baby, and then <laughs> that's the best choice. Like, if you want to know, truthfully, the best choice is just not starving your baby to death. Probably. Best choice you can make. I did, I did feel kid. bad, but then the guilt went away. Because I, see, and the thing is, is I don't know why you would feel bad. I, my first baby would not latch for the fucking life of me. I had a lactation specialist in the hospital. The two days that I was there, she came in four, five, six times a day trying to help me get my baby to latch. I was adamant that Some I was going to breastfeed. Some kids just don't do it. She could care less. She did not want it. She would take a bottle like a champ. She did not want anything to do with me. I would, Ugh, I would try so hard. I would try so hard trying to get her to latch. I wanted it so badly. And she wouldn't do it and she wouldn't do it. I had a lactation specialist come to my house when I came home wasn't into it wasn't into it i i did everything that i possibly could and my kid was not interested in latching on and they would say hey look like she's got to eat you're gonna have to feed her a bottle they're telling me my kid is like it's unhealthy for me to continue to try to force her to feed from me right if she's not going to and if she needs to, you know, her, they were saying, like, her blood sugar was going to drop if she didn't eat. Right. And, you know, you can continue to try. Because, you know, you think, like, well, if the baby's hungry, the baby's going to eat, right? If the baby's hungry enough, it's going to eat. It, she wasn't. And they're it's not going, really the case. Yeah. They're, they're like, she needs to eat. You need to, like, you, you're going to have to, here's the bottle. So <laughs> here it is. And when, you know, if she doesn't within the next 25 minutes, go ahead and give her the bottle. And I would try and try and try, and she didn't want it and so finally it was like all right I gotta feed her she needs to eat yeah I need to not starve my baby to death because I'm selfish because I want her to breastfeed but she clearly doesn't want me for whatever reason I don't know what I was doing wrong I was producing tons of milk I don't know why she didn't want me she would only latch on if I had one of those nipple shields on I just think she liked the feeling of the plastic the rubber uh, nipple maybe. more than she liked the feeling of my nipple. I don't know why. My second child, I had had a breast augmentation in between, and I was like, you know what, for how difficult it was, and my other baby did just fine. I mean, she was a brilliantly smart little girl. She was talking in full sentences at 18 months, knew over, you know, 300 signs at a year. She was a smart little kid. Formula clearly did not stunt her in any way, shape, or form. So I thought, hell, whatever. The next one... Because I did, I pumped for three months with my first. Because I was like, no, I'm going to breastfeed, you know? <laughs> yeah. I pumped, and then I was like, oh, hey, hey, guys, I'm just sitting here just pumping while you guys are partying. Let's coast. I'll catch you later. <laughs> I got to go pump again, you know? It was awful. I didn't have a life. Same thing. But I finally was, you know, when I was had my second, I'm like, formula all the way. With my third, because this is now eight and a half years later that I have my third, um, I tried again and I don't, I just didn't produce enough milk to satisfy her. So we supplemented with formula. I think I probably breastfed for maybe a month. And well, what happened was she was doing okay. I was making enough. And then I actually had a cancer scare when she was about two and a half months old. So I was breastfeeding for about two and a half months now that I think about it. And, uh, I had a, um, cancer scare and I was put on, um, I was put on two different antibiotics to see if that would clear up whatever was going on. I had these, like, this weird, you know, thing. Anyway, uh, well, maybe the antibiotics cleared up. That wasn't working. That wasn't working. But they were like, well, you can take these antibiotics, but it's going to make your kid's teeth gray. Um, <laughs> you can either, you know, pump and dump. Right. Or your, if you choose to breastfeed, your teeth, yeah. babies will grow. Antibiotics teeth. fuck up your life. Yeah. They're the worst. Life-saving, but also, like, yeah, they come with, uh, they come at a cost. And so they're like, yeah, if you want, you know, your baby's teeth will come in gray or the other one will give your baby jaundice. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know, probably, so pumping and dumping, right? So I'm, I'm pumping and dumping and my breast pump breaks in the middle of this. And so I'm like, oh, F, I can't pump and dump. And which, anyway, is, like, horrible that you, like, spend all this time and then you just dump it you know, down the drain. What an awful thing to do to a person. So anyway, at the end of it, I ended up having to take these uh, um, steroids and I was getting CAT scans and all these things. And it was like, at the end of the day, I wasn't even able to pump. And I, by the time I was off all the stuff, I wasn't producing any milk. I just didn't make enough for her. And we had to just call it quits. And, and she's been on formula ever since. And she is a plump, happy little lady. She's very plump. I feel like now that I've gone through it, if I had another kid and say 
my other kid didn't latch, mm-hmm. I don't think I would beat myself up mm-hmm. as much as I did with Milo because I did breastfeed him for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucked. And, like, another part of what gave me so much mom guilt with having to supplement the formula was that I did breastfeed him for so long. Mm-hmm. And my goal was a year, because I'm not going to be one of those moms who, like, breastfeeds their kid into college. Oh, boy. They have a full set of teeth, and they're pooping, you know. <laughs> I mean, they're, if they're ready to say, like, Mom, I got to go poo, it's, <laughs> you got to cut them off. <laughs> but um, my goal was a year, and I was so close. Like, eight months, that's yeah, so close. Yeah, it's a long time. So... I think if I, if I had another kid and then, and like, say, like, I had another baby and the baby didn't want to latch, I, I don't think I would beat the crap out of myself like I did with Milo. I just think if you starved your baby because you were dead set on one or the other and your baby didn't like it and then you starved your baby and your baby died, you should feel bad about that. You should totally feel bad about Otherwise, that. Otherwise, just do whatever works. Right. That's the end of the story. That's what you do. Anyway. So, Yeah. We are about halfway through this list. I didn't think it was going to be this hard. Oh, you didn't think talking about controversial issues would take... (laughs) I figured I'd just be like, yes, no, agree, don't agree, done. (laughs) Well, I just... I I feel like we're having really healthy discussions. Well, you have to say you're back. You have to, you know, again, like, like where you are on, like, adoption or, like, pro-life, pro-choice is because of the actual experiences that you've had as a person. right? Right. Like, what your personal experience was being raised in the foster care is going to shape the way that you feel about how you should bring a child into the world and who should be allowed to do that. And that's going to be different than the next person like me who, you know, my mom was actually raised in the foster care system. And so I have a sense of like, kind of, I guess, like understanding what kids in the foster system go through. And so that's why I have that idea. But other people who who were raised without any of those situations might not understand that viewpoint. Right. But you have to give that viewpoint. You have to give that backstory in order for people to understand why that's your why that's your you know opinion on that's it true. without you being a monster, right? So you can't. I wish you could say you know, oh, I'm pro-choice without being somebody being like you, bitch. <laughs> you use birth control. You know, you use uh, abortion as birth control. No, I don't. No. You know what I mean? Nobody really does. Maybe some people do. But, again, like, that's on them. Like, if you believe in God and if you believe in all that, then let him be the one that does, does the judging. Just let it let it be. You know what I right. mean? Do what you can do to actually help the world. And you what know? we anyway. are going to do is let the rest of the controversial parenting <laughs> questions carry on. We're going to let them be. In a part two of this episode. Yeah. Next week. We're going to get back on that. We're going to get real feisty. We're going to drink another bottle of wine and get to part two. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And we're going to record it now so you know we're going to be nice and lit. Yeah. You guys are going to see how controversial it gets. (laughs) We might have like an actual brawl in here. Maybe. No, we won't. You want to start lifting fists? Do you want a knuckle sandwich? All right, next week, guys. We'll see you soon. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode and want to listen to more podcasts brought to you by the Mommy Wines Network, go check out themommywines.com and make sure to subscribe to our email newsletter. More projects are coming soon, and by subscribing, you'll be the first to know when they are released. Did you know that we have a Facebook group? Head over to Facebook and join for fun contests, giveaways, special deals, events, and more. A special thanks to our sponsors, Coffee Over Cardio and Anchor. And don't forget to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.